and welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Jody Leone, and with me, as always, is my wonderful partner in crime, Sean Anderson. How are you doing, Sean? Doing pretty good, Joe. Well, that's that's good to hear that you're doing well. I'm, <laughs> I think we're all doing pretty good, but I know one group of people, or specifically teams, is not doing so great. And on my way to football practice this morning, and I feel like a lot of my stories are going to start like this. At five in the morning, I was driving over, and I was and I was kind of thinking to myself, start over. Why start over? Not start over the episode, but start over with the truth. It was like 5.40. Okay, sorry. I woke up at 5. It was 5.40. You made me think like I made a mistake here, but... I hear you walking down the stairs. 5.40, I was in my car. I was driving. And for some reason, on Tuesday mornings, I always start thinking to myself, what do I want to talk about? And, you know, I was thinking... So I know that the Eagles lost, the Giants lost, and the Cowboys lost. And I'm like, wait a minute. The Redskins also lost, too. So that means all four teams in the NFC East lost this past weekend, which, I mean, I'm sure there's proof of the last time this has happened, but I can't remember the last time all four teams in a conference lost all of their games from this uh, previous weekend. And it's it's crazy if you look at the overall standings. They're a huge mess. Redskins sit atop 2-2, two and two, Eagles 2-3, two and three, Cowboys 2-3, and three, and the Giants 1-4. And, and, and right now it's completely up in the air in what direction it's going to be going. It's a complete show. In the, in the NFC East. I still stand by my ideals that the Eagles are the best team. But the Redskins, I don't know what it is about Monday night. They can't step up to the plate. It's embarrassing. They had one good game on uh, Sunday night last year versus the Raiders, where they beat the Raiders. Monday night, they have got no shot at winning. It was just so ugly last night. Yeah, I feel like whenever they're in a primetime spotlight, they have struggled. But I think the biggest storyline that might come with this, even though all teams struggling is a huge surprise, but the biggest storyline that might come with this is that the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending world champions, are sitting at 2-3. and three. A lot of things have kind of come from that. Early struggles without Carson Wentz, and then now Carson Wentz is back. That offense has been moderately effective. I had the numbers up because I had to put a graphic out earlier for the game this Thursday night against the Giants. But from what I looked at it, they're pretty below average. They're pretty much 20th across the board in that range for all their offensive statistics. Defensively, they're still probably one of the best defenses in the league from the the production that they put up on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, they have struggled tremendously, and it is shown in the outcomes of some of their games. I think a lot of that could be attributed to the fact that they haven't had a true number one running back. In addition, they haven't had Alshon Jeffrey till this past week, and I think he had roughly what do you have eighty yards? Um, in his first game back, I don't know the number specifically, not, but not, that it might have been less than that actually. It might have been less if it was PPR. It was definitely less. I can't remember which league I saw that number of total scoring in, but they finally have him back, and he's their true number one receiver. All the Eagles fans can bang down the door for Aguilar, and they could. Uh, cheer for Wentz and say he's the number one target, but their true number one is Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, overall, this team, their biggest weakness has always been talked about is their receiving core, and without Alshon Jeffrey, not having him and finally getting him back is a huge impact on them as a total, but they have not produced up to the capabilities that they've had, and looking at this right now, though, there's it's completely up in the air. It's, it's surprising in and of itself that the Redskins are sitting at the top of this division with a record of 2-2 two and two of all things. Bro, the Giants still have a chance, too. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's crazy so thing. The Giants irritating. are 1-4, and, <laughs> and if they go on a run, 
they they honestly could be right back in it. They're not going on a run, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you never know. Okay, but actually, the the first seven games of the season for the Giants are incredibly difficult because they have to play three or four NFC South teams, oh. and that's probably one of the best divisions in, in the NFL right now. You don't think? You don't think so? You, know, you, you got a counterpart? That counterpoint for me, Sean? What is it? Any division with Atlanta in it is obviously at the bottom heap of the NFL division pile. Why? Just because Atlanta They're sucks? They're so terrible. <laughs> They're so terrible. Yeah. Gosh. Almost as bad as New York. Oh, ha, ha. Well, actually, if I'm correct, <laughs> we have the same record. Gosh, that's so sad. The Giants have the How same record as the Falcons. See, I came into the season expecting that and having low expectations, but the Falcons of all teams are 1-4. and four. I called it. I said to every analyst, do not put that spotlight on them. They will shrivel up like a raisin. And what happened? Oh, they're my dark horse uh, Super Bowl team pick. That's oh, not they're a, my that's dark, not horse. A dark horse. Oh, they're my dark horse from that's the NFC. Dark, that's not a dark horse. Or, or just their straight up picks, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah I, Atlanta all the way. You know, they're a complete team. And I, no, no, thanks everybody for for putting the light on them. Going back to the NFC East though, because this, I mean, for the both of us, this has probably the utmost. They're like relevance. the Gremlins. They're like the Gremlins. Yeah, can't you not put light on Gremlins? Or is that water? I think no. If you they, put water on them. They reproduce. No, no, no. If you feed them, they <laughs> reproduce. No, no, no. It, it, if you get them, night. if you get them wet, no, they don't. Not only come out at night, but if you get them wet, um, they like multiply, and then if you feed them, they turn evil. That was what the whole premise of the movie. Have you seen Gremlins? I assume you have. No. Great movie. No, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Gremlins. I know enough about it to to know that I don't. Well, okay, folks. It. I know what Sean and I are doing this Saturday night. Did We're you watching <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> Did you know that when Lil Wayne was five, his favorite movie was The Gremlins? I mean, I didn't. But it didn't have anything to do with this, but I just thought that well, I should I, mention. I don't honestly have any respect for Lil Wayne right now after having to recover a story on him. If anybody out there that listens picked up on the quote that I just dropped, I'd love to hear back from you. And if somebody else wants to do a podcast that knows anything about hip-hop... Hit me oh, up stop at skanderson29 on Twitter if you want to no do something you. in that realm. No one's going to at you. All right. I want to ask you this question, though. NFC East, we have a jumble of teams that are still in contention. Who is going to finish at the top when it's said and done? And what do you think their record is going to be? Okay. First question before I give my answer. Okay. Is this an NFC East where Jason Garrett is fired this week? Ooh, mm. Cause I if, don't. I, I Jerry Jones is too. I'm trying to think of a word. Dumb is oh the simplest God. word. Is too dumb. <laughs> but he he likes Jason Garrett too much. I think he's gonna at least wait till the end of the season to fire him. And I also think that the, um, I also think that the, the 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 race in the NFC East is probably gonna be a little bit too close for him to get fired at this point in time. I think they're going to be one of the – it's going to be three teams in contention. They're all going to be at that 7-9, 8-8 range, and they're all going to be fighting for it, and I think they're still going to be in it. Okay, I'll give you the qualifier for each team, okay. and then I will give you my answer. The qualifier for the Redskins, if their defense starts to step up, and then they'll win it. The qualifier for the Eagles, if their offense starts to click and they start coaching up to their ability, then they'll win it. Cowboys, if you get rid of Jason Garrett and then you properly use the talent on your team – then you'll win. And Giants, if 
the Cowboys, Eagles, and Redskins lose every game out of division, then the Giants will lose, uh, win the division. Oh come on, you gotta have a li- <laughs> you gotta have a little bit more faith. I, I, okay, I'm I'm not gonna have any qualifiers for them, but I would like to say though, at least the Giants, if they're gonna get back on track, the one thing that they'll need to do to make the playoffs still is a healthy Evan Ingram and their defense to keep playing the way it has been in their past defense because they're they actually thirty three points. They gave up 33 points, but that was mostly through rushing plays. Their run defense isn't very good, and they went against the number one run offense in the league. Their pass defense is top 10, if I'm correct. They're only giving up like 200-something pass yards, 220 pass yards a game, which if you think about it, those are pretty good numbers in today's NFL. But I think if that if that pass defense continues to play the way that it is, and if the run defense can be a little bit better... And if Evan Ingram can be back and healthy, that offense will get a little bit hot. They'll be able to put up 31 points every game on not just this past weekend. But I All think right. I think they have a little bit more momentum than you think. All right. On three, we'll both say okay. our prediction winner. All right. Ready? One, two, three. None of Eagles. Them. <laughs> you actually think the Eagles are going to get it? I think they're going to pull it out with a record of, ready? One, two, three. Eight and eight. Nine and seven. Okay. We were oh. close. Um, <laughs> I I really have no faith in any of these teams. How I have no faith. They're just they're also average, and it doesn't help that they're all the same level of quality. They're going to beat up each beat up on each other. They're all going to end up being one and one against each other. I, I promise you that. Actually, the Eagles might be in a little deeper water than we expected after the recent news that came out this last week. Yeah, about Jay Ajayi. If you didn't happen to notice. He tore his ACL in this past game against the Vikings. And as much as he hasn't been a huge rushing threat, he has you know, he has a pretty big impact on their run game, and not having him is going to be impactful for this Eagles offense. But that does come with a pretty interesting headline. And I'm I don't even know if you saw it. I saw it very last second before putting it. the notes yep. together. It was right when I was doing putting the notes together for the show. But the Eagles are apparently interested in bringing in LaShawn McCoy, bringing him back to where he it all started. And, frankly, what, what do you think that would bring to that type of an offense? Drama. Wait, you think it brings drama? Really? Why? I, he left with drama. I'm assuming he would come back with drama. And the, but, okay, but he and left the with Chip Kelly drama, not... Inquiring you don't think he's burned a lot of bridges in Philly with the fans? I you think, think the fans uh, want him back. He did, or would they rather have a shiny Le'Veon Bell? He did. They're not gonna. They already said they're not gonna trade for Le'Veon Bell. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, that's such a crutch statement. That I, I know. Just I know. That's such a. <laughs> anything could happen in baseball. You know, it's it's just a crutch or, statement. Or what was the the Trent Dilfer comment from last year? You can't win games if you don't score more yeah, points exactly. than the other team. <laughs> That's a little bit more of a dumbed-down crutch I'm statement. Just, but I'm just stepping on your okay, points here. <laughs> all right. Besides the drama, because I I don't know. I feel like he's done so much for the Eagles organization that he wouldn't like, – I feel like fans would be bringing him back in open arms. They're very vulnerable right now, so they desperately want an all-star Pro Bowl quality running back so I'm sure they'd be like oh we'll forget about all the stuff you did on the way out and yeah, how, they, how much of an attitude you had they need to do it if I think if they really want to contend they do need to find another running back because other whole, than McCoy no 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 McCoy okay but what do you think if they brought him in he would be capable of bringing on board 
I really haven't seen McCoy's game shift ever since he left Philly. He's always been the same player ever since he's been in the league. And he hasn't it it's crazy it doesn't look like he's lost a step. He might have lost a half step in speed, but that's about all I can I can take from him. I mean, I still think that the one thing that comes from him is that he's he, he's he's not really the same level, but I still am confident that he'll at least bring a little bit ver- little bit of versatility. Their running back core is kind of set around having these guys that are specific to running the ball, i.e. J.H.I.E. And then you got your Wendell Smallwood. Is Sproles still there? Yes. You have those smaller, more compact receiving running backs that are – that are there. They they need a guy that can do both and do both well. Whose heel are you talking about? Say it again. Whose heel? Whose heel? What do you mean? You said heel. He will. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> oh, dude, really? <laughs> That's classless. Just a little bit. But interestingly enough, and this just happened while we were setting up, talking about the running back market for them because they're desperately going to need some adjustments to their run game. And Jamal Charles was actually signed by the Jaguars after his one season with the Denver Broncos. He played in 14 games, 296 yards, and a touchdown on 69 carries. And he's kind of you know, fallen apart and fallen out after leaving the Chiefs. But this also shrinks the market for available running backs. Who, uh, who else do you think that they could potentially bring in? What is in like running for backs? the Eagles? Um, yeah, for the Eagles, who do you, who do you think would also be worth bringing in for them? You're just springing this question on me. I'm sorry. It's not even okay. So it's just a flow of conversation type. Oh yeah, I was All just right. you know. Well, not Jamal Charles. He's been. I, that's just a, a snoozer. Well, he, he was just signing. I know. I know. Signed, yeah. But I'm just saying. Regardless, it's yeah. still a snoozer signing for me. Okay. Um. Do, do you have any answers? I don't know. I was just. Okay. Honestly, you were just hoping that uh, I, I knew a list of. Well, I, I thought backs. we could just kind of just start a discussion. I mean, but if Le'Veon Bell is capable of being traded, he would he would fit there nicely. But that the likelihood of that happening is probably pretty slim. I'm just trying to think of what other teams that are kind of falling off. I mean, an Isaiah Crowell would would make some sense because the Jets aren't really in a position to win. He's a downhill runner. He can take the load. He's Probably a poor man's version of J.H.I.E. with a, just a kind of a heavy runner. Uh, just trying to think about some other guys, though. But, I, I mean, Crowell would make some sense if they try to trade for him. The Their best bet is definitely trading for someone. I agree. Mostly because I can't think of a free agent running back off the top of my head right now. I mean, now. also, if the Lions are not really in a place to contend and they're trying to maybe get some more assets. I know Car- on Johnson's a young dude. They probably wouldn't get rid of him, but maybe an Amir Abdullah, add a little bit more depth. I don't know if the Eagles just signed Blunt back. Is Blunt even available? He's still in the Lions. Oh, true, he's still in the Lions. I guess they could also trade for LeGarrette Blunt would be a potential option for him as well. So the other big headline, though, that we had yesterday, last night, was Drew Brees, who ended up breaking the NFL career passing yardage record and that was followed up by a pretty interesting PSA from Peyton Manning but wait he did that last night you didn't know that I didn't see anything about it you're kidding right no Twitter was dead Instagram was dead everyone was dead I, I didn't social hear, media was blowing up what I didn't hear about? one word about so it so you're telling me you didn't see the Peyton Manning PSA that he did where he was cutting tomatoes 
I had no idea that Drew Brees broke the record last night. Do you not get updates on your phone from Bleacher Report, ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS Sports? Um, trying to think, whatever like low rate apps are out there that give you sports updates. But I, I thought that was a pretty big headline. I follow. Bre- I follow indie sports journalists only. Indie sports journalists. <laughs> what? No, Joe. Um, that was a, about a whole minute wasted on my sarcasm. Okay, I know. Any, any he comment? Just, just, he, <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for you to God, say something here. What do you got? Joke. What do you um, got? Uh, it was a great throw to break the record. Other than that, I mean, it seems like this record is getting broken every other year now. Uh, it's not that – I don't think it's that significant. I think probably Matt Ryan's going to break that record soon because he's already the fastest to 40,000 yards. I mean, barring any major injuries. Right. Matt Stafford could break their completions record any year now. It, the passing records are losing significance in my eyes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see what you mean, though, with that, though, is that passing offenses are slowly starting to improve and upgrade with time. If anything, I think rushing records are probably even harder to hit than they were in the past. I think they're a lot more solidified. I think yeah. the closest rushing yardage uh, record was Adrian Peterson's in uh, 2013. Yeah, I don't, I don't even... That's the closest we're going to get. We're probably not going to come in striking distance of it, but, I mean, that still doesn't really take away from what Drew Brees has done in his career. No, he's, that's he's, a good career. He's a, he's a great player. He, he's going to be able to say he's probably top three, top five for a long time in that range, but breaking it still, though, is, is a pretty big deal for him and for the New Orleans Saints. Now, time to talk a little bit of fat stats, which we recently added. I, I love you, I love me some fat stats. Oh, I, I knew I was gonna say. Don't you want to just say it? you were giving me that look like I want to say fat stats? <laughs> I was so happy that, to see fat stats back on the, the show prep. All right, so my fat stats of the week is Isaiah Crowell. Get this stat line: fifteen carries, two hundred and sixteen yards, and one touchdown. Do you know what a an average like that gets you? Probably the NFL ground player of the week. Well, and more importantly, the get to the point fat stat of the week. Yeah, most most likely, but the what I was getting at though is he averaged 14.6 yards per carry. Do you know what you need to do to average 14.6 yards per carry in a in a league that has not really been a predominant running one? It's incredible that he was able to do that and against the Denver Broncos of all teams, which is supposed to have a good defensive line. Yeah, it's a, it was an awesome stat line. A great, great pull for your fat stat. So who was your guy? My guy. My fat stat of the week. I know why you picked him. It made me happy. This is a fat stat that made me happy. Linval Joseph. Defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, who is, let me note this first, 6'4", 323 pounds. That's a unit, folks. <laughs> it's an absolute unit. An if we're going to be crystal clear. Returned a fumble for 64 yards and a touchdown. Would you consider that probably the fattest stat possible? <laughs> I might consider that the fattest <laughs> stat possible. Pun is definitely intended if you're not, if you're not, <laughs> picking, if you're not picking up on that. The pun is intended. No, If was, you didn't pick up on that, I'm sorry for you. Gosh, it was so much fun watching him just run that back. He took off. Yeah. He was on the run. It was awesome. And then following the play, you just see him on the sidelines with his sunglasses the on. The sunglasses bit with, was with really the, great with, with the, the oxygen. oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, that's a great bit. He did a great bit. 
I don't I don't think anyone has that much swagger to go right to the sideline, <laughs> grab an oxygen tank, and throw on some sunglasses. Sixty four yards. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of running there in one in one burst for someone of that. I'm kind of curious magnitude. to ask him when was the last time you ran sixty four <laughs> yards? <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it was probably it was probably conditioning in the conditioning test, but. Besides yeah, it really made me happy, and I'm really happy that it was a big enough return to be my fat stat of the week. Did anything make you happy this week, Joe? Well, I did have a pretty good upside, if, oh. if you remember upside downside. Well, let me but hear it. as a NFL draft enthusiast, I love watching rookies. Nothing makes me happier than watching some rookies play. And if you didn't know this, folks, all four of the top ten drafted rookie quarterbacks one yesterday, or sorry, not yesterday, Sunday. Can you name them for our listeners? Josh Rosen of the Arizona Cardinals. Boom. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Boom. Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Boom. And then Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns, number one overall. Four booms. But all of them, the crazy thing is, and I was one of the people saying it, is that no one expected them to play. No one expected them to be going out there this earlier, and they're all playing at a consistent rate they're doing a decent job and they're winning football games you don't see that a lot especially from a quarterback class that that was considered to be mostly bust over boom and very much risk rather than reward and they're already they're not ready to play and and dominate but I'm glad that we're seeing some some flashes from this young quarterback class in their early years what about you, though, Sean? What what made you happy? What made me happy, and I woke up on Sunday with my mouth ajar after I had seen this play, from Nuke to Bomb, DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop, in overtime versus the Cowboys. He pulled one of the most miraculous double spin moves that we've seen since Braxton Miller pulled one on uh, Virginia Tech uh, a couple years ago. Was that a little it close was... to home? A beautiful effort of triumph from DeAndre Hopkins to will his team to victory in the battle battle for Texas. It was so smooth and so clean. I, I'm assuming you are familiar with the play. Oh, yes, I saw that. It was all over Instagram and Twitter. The, the play was constantly reposted by multiple outlets. It was so sweet. It made, it made my Sunday, or my Monday, pardon me, that much better. Now, I'm surprised, and I was actually considering it, you didn't consider your downside, the decision-making that led to this play. And do you know what I'm referring to? No. The one by Jason Garrett to punt on fourth and one of all plays. So we have opposite weeks in which coaches make boneheaded fourth down mistakes in overtime Frank Reich on, of the Indianapolis Colts ended up doing it the previous week. And then this week, Jason Garrett ends up deciding to not go for on fourth and one with arguably the best downhill runner in the NFL and the best run-blocking offensive line in the league as well. So a bit of a head-scratcher, and I think that's a little bit of an honorary men- mention downside, if you will, because neither of us picked it. Yeah, I, I I believe you saw the stat that was on uh, ESPN the, the, with uh, Kellerman and Smith. They had a guest on. I wish I could remember his name. Who stated that the Cowboys? Well, it wasn't Victor Cruz, was it? No, 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 no. It was um, 
I can't pull his name right now, but okay. he, he he pulled up the fact that since uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott have been playing on the team together, they've uh, converted on fourth and one 18 out of 19 times. And they didn't go for it. Right. His claim was that it was a long fourth and one, but that's really a pretty bad excuse on his part. But what made you upset this weekend, Sean? What was your downside? I know that you are fired up for your downside. Yeah, we're, we'll get so to that. We, I'm we'll going to jump that. on my downside first. Michael Thomas, what are you doing? You had four catches and 74 yards with no tutties last night. And you decide to hop onto Twitter going against a Twitter veteran, Josh Norman, who, when you faced off against him, you had no targets, no catches. You were the invisible man. What are you doing saying that you punked Norman on the field? Listen up, kiddo. Josh Norman may have taken the loss, but the stat line doesn't matter. Or the stat line matters more. Pardon me. Understand what you did on the field before you start coming crazy at Josh Norman, one of the best Twitter trash talkers in the league. Also on field, too. And a very serviceable, serviceable defensive back. Serviceable. You don't, You wouldn't give Josh Norman a, a little bit of a increased nod. I consider him to be up there. He's up there enough. But I'm just saying, Michael Thomas, not that classy after you blew him out 43-17 to 17 or whatever that And also got dogged by was. Norman. Yeah. You, you got no catches on Norman. You want to start talking trash. It, it, just because Norman's defending the stat line that he posted on you, probably a top five receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, many Arguably. many would argue higher. Many would argue higher. I don't know. Get a grip. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Get a grip. Maybe mad. I see your first frustration with that one. Grinded my gears. Grinded your gears. I like that. It's like, I mean, I, I like I like when people say grind my gears. Well, grinded your gears, Joe. Well, if you did not <laughs> notice this, folks. And I really hope you did. Odell Beckham decided to do an interview with ESPN. And in that interview, he spoke with Josina Anderson. And for whatever apparent reason, he had little Wayne sitting next to him who provided little to no actual substance to the situation. He was his little chuckle buddy who we, who Odell would turn to, giggle, and then make a comment. I'd prefer you to leave Wayne out of this, but I'll let you But continue. I'm just saying it. It was, uh, it was an unnecessary... He was unnecessarily there. But <laughs> he... Odell sat with, with little Wayne and Josina Lil. Anderson... Little Wayne, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. What's his real he name? He sat with Small Wayne. What, what, what's, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> what's his real name? Uh, Jermaine Carter. Well, listen, Jermaine Carter. <laughs> I'm not going to call you by your rapper name. Jermaine Carter sat next to Odell and Josina Anderson, and Odell made some boneheaded comments about how he feels that he's being held back and hindered by the play calling and also by the play quality of um, Eli Manning. Well, I am a little bit annoyed by his his response to those comments, and I blame him for the things that he said. I am honestly more angered at ESPN and the way that they handled that interview. It was very apparent, and Little Wayne pointed it out in his weird Instagram post that he put up today, and also Odell pointed it out that that video was edited and cut in an intent 
to make that look a certain way. And Josina Anderson, and I know you, we were talking about it yesterday, that he, she was doing a good job of trying to get the answer out of him. But I just feel so wrong for somebody who's a journalism student that someone is literally enticing someone to say something stupid. That is just something you learn ethically not to do. I understand you want it for ratings, but they were literally setting Odell up to say something dumb. They were almost encouraging and trying to create a controversy that did not need to be created. I am just disgusted by the whole overall setup of it. And whoever was behind it, whoever's idea was it, the only thing that I got from it was that Josina was trying to get him to admit that he feels like he's not getting the production that he's capable of doing. And then for some reason, she basically tried to get him, and Odell thankfully didn't say it, tried to get him to say he wanted to go to Los Angeles. He, he, she said to him, does it frustrate you seeing the LA Rams putting up production that they are? And then she, she also was talking to him about how, like him living in LA. She was basically trying to get him to put the wheels in motion to get him sent to LA. And the whole thing across the board is an absolute mess. And I am behind Pat Shermer for being mad about the whole situation. Those are my two cents on it. I would be mad too. Great rant. Thank you. No notes. You have no notes. No notes for that rant. Good rant. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. But I probably should give you some notes on how to pick winning teams oh, as I defended my win over you. What are the- I told the fans and my supporters I would not give up the lead. I have not let you down. No. Season average. Nope. We'll get to the weekly soon. Season average. Wait, wait. Before, you, before you get to this... um. If you listen and you like doing math, we encourage you to do the – you want to do our numbers for us, we will gladly let you – we'll compensate you a dollar for every week you do it because I really don't trust Sean's numbers here. You don't have to. Numbers don't yeah. lie. Not if you do the Season math. Season average because everyone is chomping at the bit. Not if you do the math. To learn who – how much I'm winning now, how, how much, much what how my much deficit you, is. How much you manipulate the math. <laughs> I'm sitting at a 59% – correct pick rate which is t- terrible outside of this you want to be in the 70s joe though 63 53% 63% i i have every pick notated <laughs> in a word document from our from week 1 all right i have the season averages that i redo every week all right all right all right joseph okay weekly i had 64% right joe at 50% right all right, well, we'll we'll rattle these bad boys off for this upcoming week. The first one being, which is exciting for me because I get to watch some early Giants football, Giants-Eagles, who you got? Eagles. Giants, Falcons, Buccaneers. And another week goes by where Sean does not pick the Giants. Buccaneers, Falcons. It hasn't served me wrong. Uh, Buccaneers, and I implore you to pick the Buccaneers. Falcons, Panthers, oh my Redskins. Good. This is the same show over and over and over again. Why stop does telling me listen? not. Stop telling stop me not to pick the Falcons. Atlanta. Stop telling me not to Nobody. pick Atlanta. Panthers, Panthers, Redskins. Panthers. Um, Just say Panthers, please, dear God. Redskins, Seahawks, oh Raiders. They almost lost to the Giants. Redskins, oh Raiders. Or no, no, sorry, Se- Seahawks, Raiders. Seahawks. Oh man, John, that, John Gruden cost me four weeks. Go Seahawks. That is a terrible matchup. Um, really fun to watch though. Why would that be fun to watch? I think it's a it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Raiders, Jets, Colts. Why would you? Because I I I I hate the Seahawks. Would you rather watch the 
Jets Colts game or the Raiders Seahawks game? I, I mean, I think a, the Jets Colts game is a little bit exciting because Col- Colts win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Colts here. Cardinals Vikings. Vikings. Vikings Steelers Bengals. Oh, interesting. You know what? Don't do it. Bengals. All right, bang- I was going to say Bengals too. You know they're leading that division, right? Yeah. Hey, can you stop hitting my cord, please? I'm I'd sorry, it's, it. it's touching me. Yeah, I Browns, Browns, Chargers. Chargers. I wish you touched me in the way this, this cord's touching me right Just now. Just stop <laughs> messing with the cord. Who, who'd you say? I said the Chargers. Browns, Texans, Bills. Um, Texans. Bills, Dolphins, Bears. Oh, timeout. Timeout. Okay, we are you taking a timeout. We are taking a timeout. We don't have DMs this week. Thanks, listeners. So I have a cu- <laughs> I have about a couple minutes to ask Joe why he, why he's such a hypocrite on the Buffalo Bills. Why? Every I changed week my that, mind because Josh Allen's now playing. I thought I thought Nate Peterman was going to play the whole every season. Every week and they were gonna bench that Josh I have chosen Allen. Buffalo, you have called me a dummy and you have called me a I stupid like, person. I like and then Josh this Allen. This week, you choose the Bills. Have you seen Josh Allen jump over people? I'm sorry, that excites <sighs> me. His goofy ass admit, jumping over people makes me excited. Admit that you are a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. How are you not a hypocrite? Go Jake Locker slash Josh Allen. All right. How are you not? No, no, no. We have time. Okay, to you get know, into this. Do you know what I mean? Are wait, you wait, a hypocrite? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna break down for you. Analysts make wrong takes and opinions all the time. Obviously, they make them all the time. Both so of I'm us. not gonna keep making the wrong take. Things are gonna happen. Things are gonna change. It's a 16 game season. Every time, I'm not gonna keep hitting the same take. Every time you pick the Bills, they lose. Every time I pick them, they win. That's not true. Stop picking no. the Bills if you no. want Josh Allen to be successful. I'm gonna keep picking them. Damn it. <laughs> Please don't. You're Dolphins, a, Bears. What was? The, hold on. Who the Bills playing? Texans. That's yeah, actually te- a, that's Texans, a winnable game. Texans for Texans are gonna win. Okay. Bears, Stop touching the cord. Bears. Bears. <laughs> Dolphins. Why do you have it? It. it because up, it, like, if tether- I set it on the floor, okay. you're gonna step on it and you're gonna Bears. Yank my Dolphins. Headphones off. Bears. Dolphins. Oh, that's gonna be a fantastic game, actually. Bears. Uh, I'm gonna go Bears Come here. Rams. Yeah, Broncos. Broncos. Rams. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, time out, time out, time no, out. No, no, uh, it's I already passed. Get, no, it's not. I'm redoing. Okay. Actually, Broncos. All right, good luck. <laughs> Ravens, Titans. All the times that I've let you renege and, and take the correct choice that you wanted to take, and this time you're going to be a stickler to me. Oh, I was just kidding. I was ki- I was trying to joke at the point that let's you Let's go Broncos. You weren't paying attention and you just randomly made a pick. Ravens, Titans. Titans. Um, Ravens, Jaguars, Cowboys. Jaguars. Jaguars, Chiefs, Patriots. Chiefs. Patriots, 49ers, Packers. 49ers, Packers. 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 Yeah, Packers. I'm going to go with that. All right, so no DMs. Thanks. Do you have any yet? Thanks, fans. Thanks. 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 You know who you are. You know who who you are, the people that listen consistently. On a consistent basis. We have the demographics. Also, there are very specific people that we also talk to that we know listen to it. And if you're listening to this right now, we're going to come talk to you the next time we see you. You know what? Call them out. Tyler Harris, you're the first person I'm calling you out. You you listen to our podcast. I don't even know if you'll listen to the end of it, but you listen to us, 
and you refuse to reach out. That's all I'm gonna say. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Jake Fire. Jake Fire is supposed to be on this week, and I bet you he's not even paying. I attention. asked him if he listened to the Thursday episode. He still has not. He so still has not. I don't think oh. he will listen to this episode. Get ready for the barrage. We are coming for you, Jake Fire. He's been talking to us, saying like, "Oh, have me on as the third guest." I'll oh, be I know analyst. so much. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. we, we're oh, we're coming for Jake Fire. I'm gonna I'm letting you know because I know he's not gonna listen, and I like our listeners, and I want you to be inside on the bit. I'm trying to think who else. Oh. We're going to take it nice and easy. Should we call out Coach Kennedy, too? And then it is going to be a carpet bombing. No, he's, I don't. He doesn't. I mean, he's I'm been not listening. Getting my, I'm not getting my position coach involved. Please All right. do not. Coach Kennedy, we're, I'm calling you out, not no. Sean. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're listening to this, please send us an, a DM. Uh, no. I saw. need to. No, I saw no. him at Crazy Burger the other day. Just a random note. Can we stick to, to letting yes. the, the true listeners? Um, do we want to shout out any listeners right now? Just because we got a little bit of time, do I don't on the West do, Coast? Do we want to just shout out to the people? I mean, shout out to the people from San Jose that keep listening. We want to know who you are. I we want you to reach. I mean, we, we don't really appreciate. Re- it. Realistically, I mean, <laughs> I, I I I don't mind pointing this out. Like, we don't have a ton of listeners. We're averaging about fifty an episode. So, like, when we see a huge demographic of people from one area, it's kind of a big deal to us. So. We want to know who you are. There's not really a ton of you, but it's still a huge portion of our listening audience. Do you want us to talk more Raiders? What do you <laughs> What do you want us where to talk is about? Santa? I don't even know where San Jose is in relation to California because it's so big. Should I ask that to Miles? Just if, when he was if one of you reaches out, we can we we appreciate you because you've been with us since day one. To our listeners on the West Coast. All right. Well, I think that's about it. This was get to the point. Thank you um, for tuning in. We might as well never hands out but we are we should we plug the twitter well yeah no i was just about to do it i was gonna say oh, okay. follow us on twitter at gttp podcast uh <laughs> check us out on itunes soundcloud apple Podcasts, or it's same thing as itunes google play give us a review you know give us a good one we'd love to have that but also you know if you've got something wrong with us give us a bad one we might come find you and fight you but <laughs> give us some type of review give us some feedback <laughs> No promises we don't show up to your house. Just anything would help. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know if we're floundering. We don't know if we're thriving. We're just sitting here recording in this studio, looking at each other's mugs. Yeah. Try not to kill each other. Also, mm. if you like listening to us, go find a friend and say, hey, <laughs> you want to hear two idiots argue with each other? I mean, like, it's that simple. Share it with your friends. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Retweet us, damn it. <laughs> All right, you got any closing comments before I close things out? uh, This is off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you, folks. We'll be back on Thursday with our guest, Jake Fire. If you don't know who he is, look him up. No, 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 don't look him up. Don't look him up. I mean, he has nothing to look up on him. It is going to be a surprise attack. All right. (laughs) Thank you, folks. We will see you on Thursday.